Hello, and we're not going to try to be too loud on this episode of 90s Tunes, as we're going to be talking about Waking the Neighbors by Brian Adams. Waking Up the Neighbors by Brian Adams? Waking Up the Neighbors by Brian Adams. You are 100% right. Thanks for correcting me and woman-splaining that to me. (laughs) Woman-splaining. I'm Brian Adams-splaining that to you. (laughs) Okay, that's better. Yeah. (laughs) It is Canada Day, so... Well, well, it's close to Canada Day in a couple days, so... This is sort of Canada our, Day week. Yeah. It's our Canada Day episode. It's an interesting choice. I really thought about this choice to be on Canada Day because I think it's um, an, an interesting concept of the album. Now, overall, I think the album's good. There's a lot more to go around on this album. So I think we'll talk about the album first, and then we'll talk about the Maple System and what constitutes a Canadian album. Okay. First of all, what do you think when uh, we first decided on this album? I just thought, oh, is what I first thought. Like, ugh, <laughs> oh, like U-G-H is what I thought to be specific. Oh. And then we started listening, and I'm like, oh, this is better than I thought. Yeah. And then I listened some more, and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then I listened some more, I'm like, I've had enough now. <laughs> it was a full circle. <laughs> <laughs> I found this album hard to listen to not in terms of listening but hard hard to to access yeah hard to access yes because i tried to find it on youtube music because that's what i listen to um that's what i listen to all my albums off of Mm -hmm. and it's not available on there i tried on google it played an instrumental version okay i tried on apple music okay then my my subscription ran out and I had trouble. <laughs> I had to double click on something and I can't re-get it because my phone doesn't want to double click. Okay. And then I looked it up on YouTube again just thinking maybe I missed it but mm-hmm. no, not the full album. So I had to look up every song on YouTube single by single. <laughs> Some were like performances he did, I think, during COVID. I think it was 2020 he did a performance. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was black and white and kind of him shooting from his iPhone. Some were live versions. And then some were actual video versions, like but like the bigger hits. But yeah, it, I so it kind of ruined the flow for me, having to okay. look it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I found the same. I watched a lot of the videos on YouTube to see what songs were there so did you see the 2020 ones it was black and white him obviously yeah, older with the glasses yeah. and yeah yeah i've seen some of those just because i was trying to find the song just like you were yep. saying so i i found that took away from the flow of the album yes yeah and maybe the whole album together would have a better flow if we had the physical cd yeah and that's on us that's not brian adams no fault. no not at all <laughs> i will write him an, an angry letter so there were thong- thongs or thongs. There were songs S- on this S- album, and I forgot. I I didn't know it was on this album before I yeah. picked it, and so I was not surprised that there were some hits on it. Obviously, some hits I kind of forgot about, but have been around for years. But I just yeah. kind of forgot they existed, and, and that's how I felt about songs like "Can't Can't Stop This Thing We Started." Yeah, I I felt that that I forgot about that song. Yeah, me too. And there'll be never be another tonight. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Thought I'd died and gone to heaven. I yeah, 
push that one out of my mind altogether. <laughs> Tried to. Now, you asked me a question earlier, and you said, when I say Brian Adams, what do I think about? What's the first thing that comes to mind when, when I say Brian Summer of 69. Oh, hey, yeah. yeah. That's it. What about you? I just see, like, I was thinking about this, too, and I just think 90s Canadian rock. 80s, too. A lot yeah. of 80s. Yeah. He's been around forever. He's been around since the 70s, really. Okay. I found out the most interesting thing about him. Okay. Let me get my notes so I don't get it wrong. He was part of the band Sweeney Todd in 1975. And do you know what they sing? No. Roxy Roller. Oh. He was part of that band. The uh, lead singer left, and then he was in that, there for a while. So, And he recorded Roxy Roller. Oh, I did not which, know that. Yeah. And then like since the 80s, he's been around lots of hits after hits after hits yeah. this was one of his i'd say he had one or two after this of just hits 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 yeah. and then he's been everywhere he's all these benefit concerts like live aid duets with everyone benefit <laughs> for luciano pavarotti and elton john and played with the who like in some sort of concert he was part of the wall just the, the human wall no like <laughs> um the roger wall waters Berlin Wall coming down the wall. I know what you meant. Okay, you're looking at me like I'm (laughs) I'm not saying the right things. He's worked with, he's done duets with Tina Turner and Barbara Streisand and Mel C from the Spice Girls. Okay. He's played with Stephen Harper before. This guy has been everywhere. I think he's just always been around in our lives and we've never really, I've never really appreciated him for that until like... (laughs) Till that, till I kind of looked it up, I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And he like, he even worked with like, this. he wrote songs with the former drummer of Prism. His manager was the manager for Loverboy and, and Loverboy and BTO. Like, it's just like yes, so I, Canadian. I, I read a lot of, not a lot, but I read some about Mutt Lang. And- well, Bonnie Tyler, you know, um, what does she sing? Well, her album Faster Than the Speed of Night. Because that's a funny... Um, What does she sing? Total Eclipse of the Heart. No, I just blanked okay. there for a second. She did Straight from the Heart on that album as well, which is interesting. I could see she'd do a really good cover of that. But Yeah. Yeah, so this guy, like, everywhere, and I didn't even really realize that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> he was the first artist to play in Vietnam at, like, since it was in 94, and... James Brown, who was the last one before him in 1971 when the war outbreak ended. (laughs) I don't know why. I just, yeah, just like everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't just realize how. So did you enjoy the album then? (sighs) Like I said, I had periods when I did or didn't. I think that it's an album that I would listen to again, but I really have to be in the right mood. I, I would like to listen to the whole album again, but on a CD. Or cassette tape. I would love to listen to it, listen to it on a road trip. I yeah. don't know. It had, a, it had a in a car kind of feeling. And there were yeah, some songs I hated on that. One of the songs I hate is on this. One of my, like, actually, I have a confession. I don't love, I don't like Summer of 69. Okay. I used to like that song. Okay. I'm tired of it. But uh-huh. that's not on this album. He is also one of the, 
Avery just keeps looking at me because I'm very excited. I found out some stuff. <laughs> he is also like one of the most popular singers in India, Western singers in India. Huh. Because they summer of '69, and I will uh, not. I will always love you. That's what everything he used I to. do. Everything I do, I do it for you. And I hate that song, and I hated it back <laughs> in the day, and it took me back to awkward junior high dances and. Always hated that song. What could be awkward about a junior high well, dance? I don't know. And I was, I'm awkward as an adult. Imagine me in junior <laughs> high. I try not to. Okay. I, I like you as as you are. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. And I'm going to edit that out so nobody ever hears me saying something. So you nice say, about you. I hate you just the way you are. And I say, thanks. <laughs> what about you? Did you like the album? There were some highs and lows. Yeah. Like I said, I wish I had that full experience of the album and I really think that took away from the enjoyableness of it yeah yeah i get that i think it might have had a good like some happy some like sappy some yeah. rocking some and it was like a journey yeah because even albums that we've done here that i don't enjoy like i still enjoyed listening to the whole album altogether, mm-hmm. and i think that's the way it should be but I, I missed out on that it took me back like just thinking about like hearing can't stop this thing we started that just i forgot about that song yeah. and it just like oh yeah that's a good song and i felt like the going from there it was just a good solid album altogether i have two favorite songs okay and it is can't stop the thing we start this thing we started not the thing no it is stop the thing sorry <laughs> <laughs> and there will never be another tonight it's just like i know like a great pump-up song like i was thinking more for the morning because that's when i listen to music to pump me up but it's kind of like it talks about night so that doesn't make sense but yeah yeah those two songs great and i heard some yeah i heard some influences so you brought up mott lang yes and he worked with a lot of people too uh-huh. and i can hear the in he worked with def leppard uh-huh. Sounds a lot like Def Leppard. And a lot yeah. of people were like, this sounds like Def Leppard. Uh, um, Mutt Lang also worked with ACDC. And there yeah. were some ACDC sounding things, especially Is Your Mama Gonna Miss You? That kind of sounded a bit like it, like ACDC like, lyrics to me. Like kind of the, I mean, he's raspy anyway, but it seemed a little more edgy almost. Okay, like. yeah, yeah. Um, That's why I say like it was a solid rock album. I mean, I find like ACDC is solid rock albums yeah it, it, and i i agree um also oh yeah can't stop this this thing we started i wrote down and it really has nothing to do with mutt lang that it reminded me of glass tiger a little okay. bit i'm like that kind of sounds like glass tiger and where did i write that down and he brian adams worked with Glass Tiger, I believe, somewhere he was... Oh, yeah, he sang on Don't Forget Me When I'm Gone by Glass Tiger. Oh, okay. That's what it was. It's kind of funny that I just randomly kind of wrote down sounds like Glass Tiger, and then I found out that yeah. fact. But but I could see the influences with Mutt Lang. Yeah, definitely I could too. So now, what do you want to say about Mutt Lang? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, okay. He wasn't a real dog. He was a person. Yes. I thought you wanted to say about how he had a studio in England. Well, we'll get into that. (laughs) I was trying to make a segue. We'll talk about the charts and stuff. Oh, okay. It did reach number one in Canada. Pretty obvious there. It was a huge 
huge CD all over the world, especially everything I can do or everything mm-hmm. I do. I do it for you. That was just a huge banger, as you like to say. And that, I don't think that's a banger. And that had to a lot to do with the movie, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Robin Hood, King of King of Thieves, Prince of Thieves, Prince of Thieves. Thank you, with Kevin Costner. Yeah. But it did go diamond in Canada, so that sold one point two million records or albums, mm. or so. That's pretty huge for Canada. And a song that took them forty five minutes to write. <laughs> and. It sold 4 million copies in the U.S., so. but it reached number one in multiple countries, Australia, Canada, the Finnish album charts. <laughs> Nor- I was wondering about the Finnish Norwegian album. albums, Portuguese albums, you know, the Swiss albums, but only reached number t- six on U.S. Billboard 200. Well, I mean, I looked it up. I read he's the best-selling music artist of all time not just canadian just he had 25 top like top 15 singles in canada okay he sold between 75 million and 100 million records or sing or just singles with like his whole career not just one he was the most played canadian like most played artist on canadian radio in the 2010s Okay. Sorry. I know that was a little offside, but I just decided we were talking about charts. So (laughs) you keep on saying Canadian, and I keep on saying Canadian. But? But there is this thing in Canada. I'm going to sit up straight now. He means business here. You guys can't see him. He's sitting up straight. He has a paper put on his reading glasses. (laughs) (laughs) There's a thing in Canada called the Maple System, M-A-P-L. And for songs to be considered Canadian in Canada it has to go through these four steps. So it has to meet at least two of the four criteria. Okay. So M is for music. So is the music composed entirely by a Canadian. A is the artist. The music is, or the lyrics are, performed principally by a Canadian. P is for performance. The musical selection consists of a live performance that is recorded wholly in Canada or Performed wholly in Canada, in Canada and broadcast live in Canada. Okay. L is for lyrics. The lyrics are written entirely by a Canadian. So, on this album, Brian Adams didn't meet all of the tests to become Canadian. So, the, this album was not considered a Canadian album when it first came out. So, what were the tests? Why couldn't he? Well, the music was composed, like you alluded oh. to earlier, in Mott Lang's studio in England. Okay. The lyrics weren't... He had co-writers on a lot of the songs. The CRTC, the Canadian Television... The Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunication Commission, which is a mouthful. We'll just call it CRTC from now. Yeah. They, uh... So, they changed the uh, rulings a couple years later. Even so, like, it could be written by 50% Canadian... So some of these songs had three writers, so still wouldn't be considered Canadian because two of the three weren't Canadian. Did he complain? Yes. And artists and music wasn't all done by Canadians as well. There were other people that helped. But yeah, there was a press conference when he kicked off Canadian tour in Sydney, Nova Scotia. This is where the court, Canadian leg of the tour kicked off on 
January 12, 1992. So there was a press conference. They talked to him about it, about not being Canadian. So he, he said some stuff about the CRTC. And one of the things that he said was, um, I never thought about, I never thought much about Canadian con anyway. I always thought that it did nothing but breed meteorocracy. So that's an interesting take, and I can see where he's coming from with that. The CRTC is there for a reason, so there can be that push for Canadian artists on the radio and TV too. They do some TV stuff, but all radio stations in Canada have to play at least 35% Canadian music. At least 20% of all popular music must be Canadian as well. And that's, that's during the week. So, Why is the weekend different? For a week. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Not even like for the weekdays. No. <laughs> Sometimes we like to travel to the States on the weekend. No. No, and nothing to do with that. Okay. But when we, last time we did travel to the States, we had the radio on. And I was surprised at the amount of Canadian content. Like, I wonder because we're ra- close to the border. Maybe. Like, we heard a lot of Rush. We heard a lot of Nickelback. Mm-hmm. But there was Rush songs that they played that we don't necessarily hear in Canada. Because mm-hmm. I find that Calgary radio stations, hit bands, only have three songs. It was nice yeah. to hear other songs. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, he's he just wasn't too happy about not being Canadian. Or maybe That's not fair. being Canadian, but, like, just being forced upon him, it seems like. And, and by that time, he was a Canadian icon. Yeah. He established that in the 80s. Exactly. And even, like, he was left out of the Juno Awards that year as well mm-hmm. for most of it. He won uh, Performer of the Year, which is... Uh, that makes sense because he performed yeah, in Canada, too. But that's a fan-voted one. Oh. And he also won Producer of the Year for that album. So that's about it. That's I'm done talking. I <laughs> I stretched out out as long as I could, and I messed up and fumbled my way so through. So he it, but. he changed some things then in terms of. Yeah, I think he did. Like it definitely brought a focus on and Canadian music as a whole. Because you got to think, there's like a lot of Canadian artists now, like say Drake or The Weeknd, huge Canadian artists, and they seem to represent Canada very well on the international stage. Mm-hmm. Like I'll I'll take Drake, Justin for, Bieber, yeah. But like taking Drake, he's he loves that Toronto rappers. Like you, he promotes Toronto, and that promotes. I think Canada. his lyrics talk about Toronto. And yeah, but does he record everything in Canada? He probably has other people. Not. But yeah, so to be international, I think he's probably going to record at other places. And so I mean, even Queen went to Switzerland. Yeah, <laughs> for example. Yeah, you exactly. Don't, you, sometimes people travel for. Yeah. So I, I get why it's in place, but at the same time, I'm glad. Hopefully, Brian Adams made some changes, yeah, or forced some changes. It shouldn't be so strict. No, everyone no. who hears a Brian Adams CD thinks of that as a Canadian CD. There's not even a you know exactly. Like, it's he's the face of the songs, with the voice of the songs. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I get it. The voice of Canada, almost. I wouldn't have said that before tonight, but when I saw how much he's been in and on and benefits and this and that, yeah. <laughs> Live Aid, yeah. I definitely don't regret picking this album. Good. Because I it, 
I might look up albums before I pick it next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can make sure I can listen to the whole album. So it was a learning thing for me. Yeah, I just... There's other full Brian Adams albums on YouTube music, just not this one. Yeah, which was kind of weird, but probably will be tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe we can change the world. Maybe we can change YouTube music. <laughs> Maybe. But that's all I have for this week. What's going to be our, uh, what what album are you picking for next week? Well, you know, I was thinking, and I, you kind of mentioned having Canadian albums for July, so kind of Sticking with the Canadian theme, Canada Day is, it's also Stampede, uh-huh. which means country music around here. Well, around Calgary. Okay. So I am choosing The Woman in Me by Shania Twain. Muttling's ex-wife. I was going to say. <laughs> I know, it was kind of funny. I didn't know he produced this and that had been on my mind for the last couple of days. I didn't so. know they were married. I just knew that they worked together. We'll talk about it next week. Okay, good connection. Yeah. And make sure you listen in on Friday for 90s Tune, and we're going to be listening to Bass is Bass, I Cry. Or Bass is Bass. If yeah, you I don't listen know. Listen to it on YouTube <laughs> or on Google. You can yeah. ask them to play it. So. Awesome. Thanks for listening.